Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Had a last minute change, so brought in Emily Anderson of Third and Girl fame in from the bullpen. See what I did there? We go over last week in baseball, the hot and cold teams, the best players and the worst players of the week that was. We also do a little Phillies talk, a little recap of how it's been so cold and what it's been like down at Citizens Bank Park. Stadium snacks, no beer corner, but we did have some uh, great bleacher creatures, a little minor league talk as well. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just search the bullpen cart there. ThunderBlogSports.com, of course, is where you can find all of our great blog content. Just finished writing up the NHL playoff preview. So if you are a uh, hockey girl or guy, go check that out. Thunderbug Sports on Facebook as well. But make sure to enjoy this week's episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart, presented by ThunderbogSports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. We had to make a little change on the co-host as Matty D got called into some household duties. So coming in in relief is the lovely Emily Anderson of Third and Girl fame. Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, you know, except for Monday, but it's still cold here in Philly. It's freezing. It feels like January, and I'm not okay with it. Yeah, we're going to call this episode the cold episode or the cold game. Michael Jordan had the flu game. We're going to have a cold episode. Okay. It's going to be a theme. You'll see. Okay. Uh, but you know, we've, we're about a week and a half into the season, and it's still cold. We've had a number of different stories that have come up partially from that or the earlier start to the season. Uh, one that came out just fresh from today, Monday, April 9th. If you've seen pictures of the Chicago White Sox home game, they only had about like 200, 300 people there. Nobody wanted to go see a game on the south side of Chicago where it's also very frigid. How cold was it? Do you know? I didn't have the temperature, but it's, I mean, seeing pictures of it, there's barely anybody there. It's it's almost like, do you remember a couple years ago when Baltimore was shut down and they played that one game in front of nobody? Nope. Okay, well, this happened. Remember there was the whole, there was the police escorted a guy and they may or may not have beat him up in the back of the car. So I there do were riots. That. Yeah. So the Orioles had to play a game. I forget who they played, but they played a game literally because they couldn't make it up. And they put it in front of nobody. That was, happened to the Kings the other week. Yeah. It's, it's one of those nutty things. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Emily coming from Girls on Hoops. <laughs> so you'll hear a couple basketball references, I'm sure, on tonight's episode. But other things coming from the cold, we have a number of injuries that have come across the board. Uh, even just today, we've seen Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox hit the DL. We also have seen Ryan Healy, not as big of a name, but another slugger. We've had Gary Sanchez battling injury, and you know guys like Will Myers go on to the DL. Madison Bumgarner obviously was already there, but a lot of big names there. I don't know if it's necessarily because of the cold or if it's just you know the unlucky streak that we've been seeing in the last couple of years. Early on, uh, I'm gonna hopefully maybe think it's the cold. Uh, you know, Emily, what's your thought been on the fact that baseball started early? I mean. Do you like it? Do you think they should have all these teams just start in the either don't uh, playing games in either domes or down south? 
I think it's fine. I think that it's been just really cold, like yeah. unnaturally cold. So they had no, they're not Mother Nature, Father Nature. Did they write the Farmer's Almanac? I don't know. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to, I've been to two games. They've both been uh, frigid. A lot of it's the wind. And uh, it's not sunny. There's no sun. No, there's no sun. I mean, it's supposed to change this weekend, thankfully. I had uh, an important golf match play-in round because I'm a big big swinging club here uh, playing on uh, at the uh, the golf club. But, yeah, other stories that have popped up, we have Shohei Otani, who we're going to get to. Uh, but he's really been killing it on both sides of the ball, if you will, uh, both pitching and batting. Um, other guys, you know, other teams, we'll get to that. Some hot and cold teams. I know, Emily, you had a couple you wanted to talk about. You know, who is your hot team of the week? Um, I think my hot team of the week would have to be, this is like such a not out of left field pick, but definitely um, the Red Sox. Okay. They're leading the MLB, the AL. Um, they pitched, they had a .86 ERA through their first seven games, and they're, it went up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're still second in the AL behind the Astros, not surprisingly. But yeah. they have the best record. A little bit lucky. I learned that new stat, yeah. the Pythagorean. The Pythagorean theorem of baseball, the, uh, the layman of it is that you take your runs squared minus your runs against squared and divide it by runs squared plus or minus runs against squared. Or no, That's a lot. Uh, I even screwed it up. It's runs squared over runs squared minus runs against squared. It's supposed to be percentage. That's your expected win percentage. Uh, sorry, baseball nerd stuff. But yeah, no, no, that's a really good pick. Um, obviously, they've had some great pitching. Uh, guys like Chris Sale helping them out. The Astros are another good one. They've had a ton of great pitching, whether it's been from the newly acquired Garrett Cole from Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers, who he, he's even had some injuries uh, here and there. Um, another good one would be the Angels. We mentioned Shohei Otani. Uh, they've really come out swinging, leading baseball with runs scored, or at least the American League. Surprisingly, though, the Atlanta Braves are leading all of baseball at 62 runs uh, and a Major League Baseball best run differential of 29. Uh, they're not my hot team of the week, although they're worth mentioning just because they are coming out strong. They're a very young team. Greg and I talked about this when we did the NL East. Uh, guys like Al- Ozzy Albies um, and their pitching staff, uh, they've all really you know come out to a really good start. Freddie Freeman, you expect that out of him. Uh, but mine, unfortunately... It's going to be the New York Mets. I thought so. Yeah, they've uh they're seven and one. The I mean the best quote unquote in the NL. Uh, the Pirates and the the Diamondbacks are seven and two. The Diamondbacks are another good one. Um, but the the Mets, we're seeing what what a lot of people were hoping to see last year. A healthy Noah Syndergaard who's just throwing his hammer, if you will. That's a Thor reference, Emily. I got he, it. All right. You know, you sometimes you, you were a little scared to come on. So if you have some comments, you want some encouragement on the you know, that you want to give her, please feel free to leave a comment. You are the baseball guy. You take the reins. I'm just here for, like, delightful quips. Okay. I mean, you're funny, so that helps. But, yeah, I mean, the Mets, they have probably one of the harder hitting lineups, too, with Cespedes, Frazier, them all leading the way. Uh, they Not a ton of runs, though, but... Uh, one of the better ERAs and, and runs against in the league. But got to mention those Diamondbacks. One thing that I thought 
and I'm going to get your opinion on this, because it's not a not a hard stat. Okay. But they swept the Dodgers at home, and they mentioned that they've won nine straight games against the Dodgers. You want to know what's wrong with that? I feel like I know, but... Some... The Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks in the playoffs last year. Oh, so yeah. it's a regular season? It's a regular season streak. I feel like you can't say that kind of streak if there's a playoff series in between there. You have to. I think you have to say regular season. Even so, I wouldn't want to say like... Like they've beat them nine times straight in the regular season. No. Just say that. I guess so, but I don't know. I feel like that there's a playoff... Like it's, it's omitting a big part of the history of... Especially if you're trying to cultivate a rivalry... If they're going to be the two top teams, I mean the Dodgers are are three and six right now because of that, uh, and their their offense isn't really there. And that's a big part of it. Their their pitching is. I mean they've let up the same amount of runs as Arizona, but yeah, well, uh, you know, we should fi- see that water find its level, if you will. Um, any other hot teams nope. out there? Do you want to move to cold teams? Sure. Who do you got? I've got the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, that's a really good one. I took the low-hanging fruit yep. on the on the cold teams list. Yep. They have not won a game in the past week. Nope. Zero wins in the past week. Nope. Um, they did have one one game, their first game, but then. Well, they're two and eight. Oh, not yeah. what I looked at. Yeah, they won today. Oh, I looked. They were earlier. they were in Chicago and they won today. Okay. Uh, in that game in front of two hundred people. Uh, but yeah, Tampa Bay is a really good pick. Their pitching staff that was supposed to be kind of headlining them, guys like Jake Faria, uh, they, they're not doing so well. Yeah, they're 14th in the American League in ERA yep. in front of the White Sox. Yep. And then so, okay, your pitching's bad, but like maybe your batters can come on. No. But they're also 14th in the American League in batting average in yep. front of the Indians. So they're just not doing well on either end of the spectrum. A surprisingly cold Indians team Yeah, they were the really year. good last year. Yeah, they had they, that really long winning streak and all... Were they in the... They weren't in the World Series. They almost, No, they almost were. They were in the American League Championship or whatever. No, they weren't. They were in the ALDS and they lost to the Yankees. Oh, darn it. We watched that game with my dad. Don't tell him! Yeah. Uh, Army George will forgive you. <laughs> uh, you're not... You haven't... You haven't really slighted him in, in the ways of skipping like That's Godfather good. Sunday or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Tampa Bay's a really good pick. Um, mine's going to be the San Diego Padres in the NL, another low-hanging fruit. Mainly I want to pick this out, and you know, I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but they had a pretty terrible loss over the weekend. They were playing the Houston Astros, had the... I thought we were going to talk about the Marlins' terrible loss this weekend. We could talk about that too. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, I figured we'd get to that. We'll when we get, get to, to the that Phillies. One. Uh, but the the Diamondbacks are playing the Astros. The Astros have their game winning run, the go ahead game winner on second base. Ball gets popped up between the first baseline and the pitcher's mound. Pitcher, catcher, and first baseman all converge, but let the ball drop. Oh no! And the r- winning run comes sprinting. You see on the bottom of the screen across the plate. Uh, did anyone get hurt? No, no, there was no collision. It was well, literally that's good. You and I are probably three feet from each other. Put somebody to the three feet to my right, your left, and the ball drops right, right smack dab in the middle of the triangle that we form. Uh, that happened there. It's, I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. That might be. I don't know if sport does Sports Center still do the not not top or the not worst of the worst. I don't know of the not top ten. That's what I meant. I was going to say the not not 
but that's double negative. The worst of the worst, how they did the best of the best. I don't think they do that anymore. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. on the bright side, that is really embarrassing. But at least no one got hurt. At least no one... Yeah, the season of injuries. Elbowed your star in the orbital bone. I mean, things could be worse. Yeah, I mean, but now people will love him with the mask. But nobody loved me before the mask. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, we're, now Bugsy, Bugsy Malone, even though it's a hockey player... Uh, some dude from the 20s is uh, some gangsters <laughs> no, that coming was, to our apartment. That was Bane. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but we move on. We move on to the top players of the week. So for those new to the program, we go through our hot teams, and we like to go through our top players. Uh, we sometimes go through hot and cold players. Normally we just leave it to the, the, the top players, the hot ones of the week. Uh, we name them after, after movies. So for the best batter, we call that the Roy Hobbs. MVP of the week. Emily, do you know what Roy Hobbs is from? Nope. It's from The Natural. Mm. I always, whenever I listen to the podcast and I hear that, I think about Calvin and Hobbs. No, I mean, that's, that's a fair <laughs> assessment. But no, it is from it's from the movie The Natural and the book. But the, the movie's better. It's a happier ending. Ah. Um, but who do you got for me for Batter of the Week? Batter of the Week. So... I probably shouldn't make the homer pick, but I'm going to make the homer pick because he's my boy. Okay. So I'm picking El Torito. Odubel Herrera. Yeah. Of the Philadelphia Phillies. Mostly because when I looked at the list of top batters, I was like, meh, don't know who this guy is. Okay. But he's had a really good week. He's had he's batting 500 for the week. Mm-hmm. He's got, obviously, eight hits. Yep. He's brought in five runs. No, wait. Only one RBI. Yeah, he is... He's been all over the place in the lineup. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But he has two doubles. Okay. And I just love him, so I pick him. Okay. All right, that's fine. Also, honorable mention to Michael Franco. Michael Franco. Yeah, I mean, I usually like to save the Phillies for the Phillies section. Fine, but... I'll save Michael Franco. Okay. For yeah. this Phillies section. No, no, no. It's it's worth mentioning him, but we'll get to him. I'm an all-star homer over here, so yeah, I like that's to pick the Phillies. very true. If you've never listened to the one episode of Girls on Hoops... Episode two is coming soon. It is coming soon. We'll we'll plug that in a little bit. Uh, I got a couple. Uh, there are a few that are surprises. Others that that are they aren't out of nowhere. Uh, Josh Reddick is one that I've always really liked. He plays for the Houston Astros. He batted four seventy four on the week, nine hits on nineteen at bats. He also walked six times. He struck out or walked four times, struck out six. Did have three homers, seven RBIs is all, of course, over the last seven days. So that's um, it's usually what you like to see out of you know solid member of your batting lineup. Over in the NL, I really like DJ LeMayhew, big uh, you know batting average guy for the the Colorado Rockies. He did win the batting title a couple years back. Uh, batted three twenty one, nine for twenty eight. He did have a homer himself. Uh, got that on base percentage up before walks. Marcelo Zuna's also had a nice little little span with the St. Louis Cardinals coming over there, obviously, from the Marlins, who we'll get to. I also just want to shout out my man Manny Machado, who won me 425 in DraftKings this week yeah. because he had a two-home run game. That's um, part of the 19 or 14-inning game in out in New York on Friday night. But is also hitting, like, overall fairly well. No, he is. Over 300 batting average. He has five RBIs. No, absolutely. He's done very well. Those two home runs. Yeah. I mentioned Ozzy Albias. Uh, he went 8 for 20, 
five over the course of the last week. That's 320 batting average, two homers, all, both in one game, uh, four ribbies. He's got himself as well a uh, stolen base on there. So add that up. Uh, he plays for the Atlanta Braves, obviously. The Pirates, we mentioned them. They have a lot of guys that have been been batting well. Colin Moran, Jordy, who spells his name wrong, Mercer, and Josh Harrison leading the charge there. They've also had, for my pitcher of the week, the Billy Chapel pitcher of the week for me, Jamison Tallion, who's had not one, but two great starts. We talked about the last one on the podcast as it happened that night. So if you haven't listened to last week's, it's a little dated now, but it was mentioned on there. Uh, Talion, though, had another great start. Or Talion, um, I fuck up how to pronounce his name. But he had another great start over the weekend. Another win. He's pitched over the last week, 14 innings. One complete game shutout, which was over the weekend. And has struck out 16. The things that stand out to me are his 1.26 ERA and a .49 whip. Which is walks plus hits over innings pitched. Which... Basically, it tells you how many runners he lets up per inning. That's mm-hmm. less than half a runner per inning. One runner every two. Gotcha. Yeah. Emily, what about you? I, for my pitcher of the week, right? That's where we're on. Okay. That's where we're on. But we didn't do cold batters of the week. We can do cold. Do you want I, to do, we, can go, we can circle back. We'll do pitchers and then... Yeah, we'll circle back. Um, Someone that you previously mentioned, it would be my pitcher of the week, and that's Garrett Cole. Great week for, for the him. Houston Astros. Great week for him. Um, just looking over the stats, I'm not an advanced analytics and baseball person, so I just look for like big numbers. And when I was looking through the stats, he's had 22 strikeouts in his 14 inning, innings pitch. Okay, which is just a lot. That's a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. That's over half of the batters that he faced. He struck out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that Astros team can just mow down batters. Whether it's McCullers, Cole. Ver- Verlander's done very well. Charlie Morton has had a very good season, or a very good season so far. Very good week to him. He didn't even let up a run over twelve innings. He had thirteen strikeouts. Mm. So I mean, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, he only let up one run, and he also only had three walks. It's just it's good good numbers. No, it's very good. Um, worth mentioning, my guy Clayton Kershaw, uh, two starts, zero and one though. We mentioned those Dodgers cold, but. In his 13 innings pitched, he did let up only three runs. Mm. So Kershaw's at least uh, he's, he's plugging away. But not as good as Garrett Cole. Oh, it's true. I mean, I, I was not <laughs> trying to discredit your pick. All right, before we get to rookie of the week, we'll go to the cold hitters. Emily, who do you want to shit on? Um. Well, obviously, John Carlos Stanton. I wish I had, like, a platinum. We, you should have had, like, a like some music. You should uh, have, like, a platinum sombrero theme song. Yeah, I mean, we we can invest in a soundboard. Maybe I'll get a GoFundMe going. Oh, yeah. Is uh, Ooh. what are what's it called when, like the free free domain or whatever? Like when happy is happy birthday in the free domain yeah. at this point? Like the Mexican hat dance for yeah. the. I don't know if it is or not. Sombrero. I'm not sure if it is or not. That's worth looking into. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Anyway. Giancarlo Stan has had his second five strikeout game of the season, and we're like less than ten games in. Yeah, is it incredible? Worth, is it worth saying that it might be overre like this might be the season of overreactions? Because we'll get to the we'll get the Phillies fans and Gabe Kapler and all that, but they booed Giancarlo Stanton twice, and he's also hit some serious dingers. I 
everyone lives in like a state of overreaction, I think, in today's world. Yeah, maybe hot the hot takedown. Yeah. Uh, not, a, not a bad pick at all. Yeah, so there have been two other five strikeout games this season, and there are only five in all of 2017, so we're almost at that mark already. Did we say that sad again? There have been two other five strikeout games this season, but last season there were only five. Oh, okay. So, so like, you're saying John Carlos are two of four. two of four? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're almost almost matched last year, and we are not even two weeks into the season. And the record for five strikeout games in a career is only four, so he's halfway there already. I don't know. He might have ones from before, but I don't think so. Because that's kind of a feat. Especially when he was, like, killing it in Miami. Yeah. That, um... I mean, we've talked about it before uh, of where players have... Or where it's gone to this extreme of either literally swinging for the fences every time to either hit it out or you strike out. And it seemed over the the course of a couple seasons it's gotten that way. I don't know if we're getting to, like, the ridiculousness of it now, but... Well, uh, I guess we'll have to just see. Um, one worth mentioning, because his batting average is just so terrible, but I did talk about his power, because uh, he does have two home runs in the last week, is Ioannis Cespedes. Uh, two homers, four RBI, 11 strikeouts on 22 at-bats, 500 for Ks in the last week. He's only Ouch. batting one thir- 136. Slugging percentage of 409, though, which of anybody else that's up there in strikeouts from the last week, he doubles basically everybody except for Paul DeJong of the St. Louis Cardinals. So at least you got some uh, some extra base hits there. So I guess make up for it. There's probably some stat that I'm not seeing here on Yahoo Sports. Mm. But, uh, you know, you got you to gotta make up for your case somehow. I guess Ryan Howard sometimes did, but, yeah. you know. But yeah, cold. Do you have a cold pitcher of the week? No. I did mention Jake Faria. He's uh, really, really doing terribly. A uh, 14 ERA, I think, over the last or in his two starts, uh, which is not very good. Um, uh, the guy I did see yesterday who did not do so hot uh, for the Marlins, his ERA was floating around nine the whole time because he only pitched two innings in his debut and then only got to like the third or fourth inning against the Phils yesterday. Uh, so it's not not so good, but my but avoiding the infinite. Yeah, avoid yeah the infinite is <laughs> that's tough. It's funny though. I mean, you'll see you see when like guys are making their first starts, especially like at Citizens Bank Park, they show like strikeouts per nine rec- uh, percentage or rating, your walks per nine, your hits per nine, your ERA, which are all divided by innings pitched and how you get the infinite. So when they only have the point one, which is basically dividing by a third, so multiplying by three, right? Um, some of those numbers get absolutely absurd just because they've only had one out, and they've you know if they've let up a couple of hits or here or there, uh, can get ridiculous. Uh, but but anyway, we uh, we move on to the Henry Rowan Gardner Rookie of the Week. Emily, you know you know where Henry Rowan Gardner is from, right? All right, that's from the movie <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Great movie. That's a movie we're going to have to add to the queue. Is that? That's the one where the kid breaks his arm and then it gets it gets like put back in too tight from surgery, so he has a rocket arm. Does he plays this, for the Cubs. Does the kid look like Benny the Jet Rodriguez? A little bit. He ends okay. up being an American... The actor ends up being one of the guys in American Pie. 
Is he in any of the sports movies with animals? I don't think so. Hmm. No. I need to Google it. Anyway, so I think we have the same one just on, we mentioned it before, different sides of the ball. Is that right? Yep. Shohei Otani. Both the batter and the pitcher are our two. <laughs> technically, they're treated as two different players in fantasy. True. Yeah, but rookies, or rookie, however you want to acknowledge him, of the week. Otani pitching yesterday, and guy is lights out. Yeah, I'm just looking at his pitching stats like overall in this season. Um, he has two games that he started. He's won both of them. In 13 innings, he has 18 strikeouts. Yep. Four hits, three runs, an ERA of 2.08, but his whip is 0.46. So. Yeah. Way to, way to uh, really enunciate the WH. Whip. Cool. Whip. Yeah, but it's been worth mentioning, too, he is the first player since Babe Ruth to hit three home runs between starts, That's which nuts. is absurd. Especially because of the fact that nobody really does that anymore. It's not like Babe Ruth was the last player to play a position in between starts. Like, it's happened. I mean, it's I, I couldn't tell you exactly when the pitching position got more and more specialized. Um, but Otani, I mean, he kills it. And his swing his swing's pretty pure. Um, plays a lot of DH. Plays the outfield a little bit. But his pitching, too. I mean, he's got the curveball going. A lot of people, though, including like Jeff Passan, uh, I haven't seen an episode of PTI recently, but Michael Wilbaum was very hard on saying he should start in the minors. A lot of them, though, now coming out and saying we were wrong. Um, it'll be it, again. It might be overreaction season, but you know, I think he's here to stay for sure. I don't know if it's something where like we see him potentially have a Masahiro Tanaka type of deal where he might fall on injury range from overuse. I hope not, because he's exciting to see, and and the Angels, you know, is a hot, are a hot pick for uh, get you know getting up there to the playoffs and everything. It'd be nice to see for Mike Trout, but you know, it's they're they're going to be a ton of fun to see. Do you have any uh, do you have any runners up though? Since we, we kind of took the short the short way out, no, or the easy way out. I should we didn't because we're going to talk about both sides of the ball. It's okay. not the easy way out. I guess so. It's like worth talking about because it's like something that hasn't been done in our lifetime yeah exactly so. no it's crazy it's like when when miguel cabrera won the the triple the triple crown in 2012 it was absolutely absurd to see because you can see it all the time you've and we have with pitchers especially clayton kershaw and verlander just being dominant but it's one of those things these kind of feats are so few and far between i don't know necessarily if you're now going to see guys who are going to want to play outfield. Like, Jameis Winston did that when he was in college. He was yeah. a closer and played the outfield for Florida State when he wasn't winning the Heisman Trophy and National Championships and then going to start for the Tampa Bay Ra- or Tampa Buccaneers. Bay Buccaneers. Sorry, yeah. still on the, the baseball mind. But, you know, I think, think that'll do it for players. you have anybody else? No, I don't. I just want to mention, and I don't think that you mentioned this, but for pitching, like, he almost... He was like on his way to a perfect. Oh yeah, you're game right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was perfect through six innings. Yeah, you're right. I forgot to mention in that. his Thank second you. start. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Like rookies normally get like nervous, and I mean, I guess he's been playing in Japan for a while, but that's just like. No, but it's still worth mentioning because perfect games are rare, and that's crazy. It's rare, <laughs> and it's also. I mean, Japan's not. It's not like soccer where in Europe, you know, it's, it's a bigger deal it's than a bigger, here. Well, I mean, like where. 
it's the, the different countries' leagues are similar realms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to piss anybody off. The soccer fan, but like Japan and Major League Baseball are not on a similar playing yeah. field. Um, so I mean, just coming over here, and that's why so many people said start in the minors, get used to seeing talent in America. Yeah, it's like it's, NBA in the Euro League. Exactly, perfect way to put it. Um, but let's move on. Okay. We now, because we didn't have it last week, because they hadn't even started yet, but the minor leagues have begun. Woo! We, if, for those who are new to the show, we have we like to talk about the minor leagues. We love the minors, and we like to go through a different league each week. We start this week because of one story that everybody's been talking about. Last year we started in AAA and made our way down, but we started in AA. The Eastern League, home to a number of teams, AA affiliates, including the Phillies, the Yankees, the Red Sox. The Nationals. The Nationals. We'll talk about them. The Harrisburg Senators. Near and dear to my heart. The one, though, that everybody, you've probably seen this, is the Mets AA affiliate in good old Binghamton, New York. The Rumble Ponies. Yes, the Rumble Ponies. Formerly the Binghamton Mets since the last time I saw them. Rumble Ponies is so much better. Yeah, it's because they have, I think, the largest number of merry-go-rounds per capita. Whoa. They have a lot of merry-go-rounds. In every park, there's Do they have, uh, like, in-game entertainment where you ride one of those, like, hobby horses in a race? I'm not sure. They used to, at least... They should. They used to have in the like after the seventh inning stretch they let the kids run across the outfield we used to my summer camp was up there this how i know all this and when i was a camp counselor and even when i was a camper did this you had to be the chaperone and there'd always and be the one across the outfield with oh, them yeah well i did it when i was a camper too and there's always the one kid that's like i'm gonna try to go on i'm gonna try to get onto the dirt that was you no i wasn't i at one point my friend did uh or tried to and got basically <laughs> like like tackled by like one dude. of those Hooks well, like it's a little like kid, the, the old time yeah, like, videos, that like, you just like hooked by an arm. Well, off like stage. it's like a security guard, just like one arm tackling the kid because they can't like actually bring him to the ground. It's not like a streaker, yeah, or something where like a child, yeah, like they're not like it's a kid. They like they're not breaking a law technically. You're letting him onto the field, um, but the you know a lot of uh, a lot of other great teams. The Yankees have the Trenton Thunder. They're hosting the Eastern League All Star Game, the All Star Celebration because it's 25 years of Thunder. Appreciate that from the Thunderbolt. Oh, thank you for the sound effects. Um, but I mentioned one big thing about this. They used to all have pretty standard names. The Reading Phillies were the Reading Fightin' Phils. The I mentioned before, the Binghamton Mets are now the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Uh, the Akron... The Senators are boring. Yeah, the Senators have always been the Senators, I believe. Uh, Akron used to be the Arrows. They are now the Akron Rubber Ducks. You got a number of teams that are that are in there, and you know it, it's fun to see. But what we also like to talk about too are some prospects, guys that are doing pretty well for their respective teams. So for me, at least within the first couple couple games to start, uh, the guy I want to talk about is, and obviously there's some minimums to be included on the top players, but. Got to mention Martin Cervenka of the Bowie Bay Sox. They are the Baltimore Orioles double double A affiliate. He is a catcher currently batting through three games, so take that for what you will. But he's batting seven for thirteen. That's a batting average of five thirty eight. Leads the league in batting average. 
Uh, he's got no homers, but three RBIs. He's got a couple doubles under his belt. So he's got that nice little OPS up there of over 1,200. Uh, born in 1992 from Prague. But, Emily, he has uh, done quite well against your Harrisburg Senators. Mm. Uh, but you've been to, and I don't know their stadium name, but you've been to Senators games all your life, correct? I have. I don't yeah. I know what it's called either. We just call it City Island. Okay. You've been to City Island. Yeah. Yeah. So, great. so tell us about it. Was it's about it, City Island? Yeah, what what are the what are the features that we should why should we go there over the fighting fills where they have ostriches in cages or Nicing Stadium where you see Tim Tebow hit home runs. That's why we were mentioning them. Tim yeah. Tebow hit a home run. He had a walk off home run. Um or no, it was his first at bat, excuse me. But let's why should we go to City Island? City Island's actually pretty cool. So Harrisburg's on the Susquehanna River, mm-hmm. and City Island is literally an island in the middle of the Susquehanna River. Okay. So that's where the uh, Harrisburg City Islanders play. That would be the minor league affiliate of the union. No longer. They were for a little they bit. They were, but now it's the Lehigh team. Oh, sorry. Bethlehem FC. Sorry. Oh. That's talking soccer. <laughs> Two seconds. Talking soccer. No. Um... But yeah, you can walk from downtown Harrisburg over the bridge to City Island. You can also mm-hmm. drive. Um, you can also take a boat if you have a boat. Okay. And there's fun stuff to do. There's mini golf. There's an arcade. There's batting cages. There is a train that you can ride around if you're okay. little. It's fun. Okay. There's beer at the stadium. Okay. When I go with my daddy, drives yeah. me home. It's great. I mean, I'd, I'd hope there's beer at the stadium. But I've seen lots of good players there. I've seen... We've actually... I've been to, I've seen Bryce Harper when he was there, and okay. I've seen Steven Strasburg when he was there. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a I have a Steven Strasburg uh, Harrisburg Senators jersey. Very nice. Yeah, a little bit little bit of a, a betrayal to my heart. Uh, but keeping on the theme of the cold episode, the Hartford Yard Goats, which are another team that the, they're the Rockies Double A team, uh, located in Hartford, Connecticut. They uh, <laughs> right around last Thursday, which was minor league opening day. Uh, they were covered in snow. Uh, they were all ready to go and, and actually have played four home games and lost all four of them. But we look at you know some of the teams that are up there. The New Hampshire Fisher Cats are the Toronto's team. They're four and zero. But just a, a league of hilarious names. Great the, names. The Richmond Flying Squirrels. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's one of our one of our leagues. We're gonna cover next another one next week. We'll see, you know, which one to be determined. Tune in next week to find out. Yeah. So, um, quick thing on okay. the leagues, you brought a bunch of prospects, and that's very important. Yes. But I have some fun giveaways for this league. Are Ooh, you I like interested? This. I am. <laughs> so, for Akron, my favorite giveaway of theirs this year is. They're doing a Christmas story night, and they're giving away a bobble, not head, but a bobble tongue. So if you've seen a Christmas story, you know there's a scene where one of the kids' tongues gets stuck to a pole. And so I'm imagining that the bobble tongue will be that, just a tongue stuck to a pole, and the tongue will obviously move like a bobblehead. The aforementioned Hartford Yard Goats are also giving away a bobblehead of the goat yoga variety. I don't know if anyone out there has done goat yoga. I have done goat yoga. I love goat yoga. And it was so fun. Me and my friend Hannah went to a farm like an hour away 
and we did not a ton of yoga but there was like mini goats running around and there was this alpaca running around and it was really fun okay and then my favorite because this is a show that's near and dear to both me and Jordy's hearts because we watch it every night is The Office. Mm-hmm. And Altoona is giving away um, their, a replica of a championship ring in a jello mold, which is an homage to a prank that Jim Halpert plays on Dwight when he puts his stapler in jello. In the pilot. Yeah. yeah. It's classic. It is classic. So. I'm surprised that like the Yankees didn't think of this because their double A team or their triple A team is in Scranton. Yeah, yeah. The the Rail Riders, formerly the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Yankees, but I'm sure that they have something. But that's not our league right now. So. That's true. It's very true. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll make sure to cover it. Um, you might have to provide us with some good giveaways. I can the ones we can give you the the shout out. You should do a bracket of Ooh. like funny minor league names. Ooh. Thunderblog Brat, I like I'm this. kind of stealing it from Katie Nolan's podcast. Yeah. But she did uh, during... Yeah, she did for March Madness. Yeah, so, uh, she did college teams, but you could yeah. do minor league teams. Maybe we could get her on the show. Ooh. Great ideas all around here. She we're did like my live, tweet once. So. Live brainstorm. Ooh. About oh, we're Shake in. Shack. We're in then. We <laughs> are in. Oh, we'll get, speaking of Shake Shack, we'll get to that in a little bit. I we do, Shake though. Shack. We have to put is our... Is there one at the park now? There is not. <sighs> there is not. We gotta put our bias hats on. Put the bias hats here. Put the Flyers hat on. No, I'm gonna put the Sixers hat on. Put on the Sixers hat. We're putting our bias hats on to talk about the Phillies. The Phillies. We're watching them right now. They're they winning. are winning. It's five to four against the Cincinnati Reds. It's been an interesting start, Emily, to the Philadelphia Phillies season. Boo. Not a fan. No, I just wasn't there on opening day to boo Gabe Kapler, so I thought I'd do it now. Okay. So let's start with that. The fans are not so happy with Gabe Kapler. I think the fans are just not happy with the first game of Gabe Kapler. First two. Which, when did the weird uh, bullpen thing happen? That two? was that was the second game, yeah. So the first, and I think it's the first two games that the fans are not happy with, but yeah. we tend to hold no, a No, it, it was the third game, because the, they won the second game. Okay, so I think since then he's been relatively fine, but I think that that just put a lot of like worry in people's hearts, and they're not going to let it go very easily. Yeah, it's it's easy to see that, and I, I agree with you. I think a couple things, because I saw it live yesterday, and, and we'll get to my experiences recently, but talked about it a little bit with Aaron Nola, me and Matt did last week, if he had 60-some pitches. Let him finish out an inning, but I get you want to reserve his arm. Seasons aren't one on opening day. They're one, you know, make the postseason, then you continue on from there. They're not trying to win a World Series, or they can, you know, they want to, but they're not likely aren't going to win a World Series here. But you also want to be competitive. They want to. They have high aspirations of trying to make the playoffs. Uh, I have a little bit of a monetary interest in them making the playoffs. Not a big deal. But um, wait don't, to toot your own horn. Well, the, right now I'm not. I'm not even on pace for it. Technically, uh, yeah. I mean. You know, it'd be a real shame, real shame if I lost that bet. But anyway, um, yeah. So we already went through the Mets. They had, uh, we, they were losing when we were doing the last podcast last Tuesday. You have the Facebook Live game. Which, you like that? So yeah, I I would. So I didn't listen to it. Apparently, the announcers were a little weird because they jumped from John Cruck to Cliff Floyd, and which is an old Mets player. Um, I forget who was in the booth with them too, but. Yeah, apparently the announcing was a little all over the place. 
but I have a bleacher creature that's based off of that. I thought the presentation was kind of cool because they were fielding questions. But, but they, it wasn't on TV. Yeah, that was the thing that really irked a lot of people. Like, people, so the, so, baseball's so, main demographic is not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. Neither game of the Smet series was. Tuesday night, because the Sixers and Flyers were both playing, and they're both in the middle of a playoff push, they got the two NBC Sports Philly channels, mm. and the Phillies were relegated to streaming on the NBC Sports app. So people weren't happy about that. And like you said, the only availability of it was on Facebook, which, to the defense of it, it was a day game. So for somebody like me, who is, you know, or most people who have jobs, it's pretty easy to click on because they send out MLB sends out a notification, games on. All right, click it, and it's a fairly it's a good stream. At least the video quality was fine. I thought the presentation was cool. Apparently, if you watched it on a computer, which I can understand this because on your phone it took up a large like the graphics took up a large portion of your screen, almost like when you do the Comcast like, sports app and they yeah. lower they you know, the size of the actual pre- of the what you're watching lowers and you get yeah. the side stuff. That's basically what it was like. So I guess on a computer the graphic was a third of the size of your computer screen. So you're seeing that little on base things, boom, boom, boom. Um, it was a little too big. So I, I can understand that, but I guess the the phone and iPad were the things. But that's what that's what you have with these new types of things of, of figuring out the kinks of it all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you move on to the Marlins series. You get opening day, which I was at. Great times. Always fun to be at opening day. Uh, as you mentioned, the fans booed Gabe Kapler. <laughs> Did you boo him? So I did not get in in time for the oh. Phillies trotting out because it was a shit show getting into the stadium. For those that follow us on Instagram, you saw that this. It was, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's a, because the Phillies didn't, they had the metal detectors last year. It's not like it was new and the, the attendants were trying to figure it all out. Uh, it just took forever, for whatever reason, to get in. But I didn't see that, but they booed him then. They boot him also when he goes to pull out Nick Pavetta, who in the into the sixth inning he pitched five and five and a third. He has nine strikeouts. Is cruising through this game again. It's early on in the year. You're up five nothing. We've seen this this story before, so it's worth worth being cautious. But the Phillies end up holding on. They win five nothing. Win 20-1, to 1, which is what you wanted to talk about before with Miami Marlins. Uh, in a game that we watched most of, and then we just, we turned it off to go out on Saturday night. Um, shout out to us for being socialites. Uh, but the Phillies, two grand slams in the first three innings. They look great. Uh, you mentioned Michael Franco, who's looked fantastic. In those first two games, he had seven ribbies. Uh, looking pretty good, which is something that has been a big debate of with their how they've constructed their lineup, the amount that they've been playing Scott Kingery, you know, are they going to give Franco a shot? And I think he's played his way back into holding down that starting spot because he, for those that don't know, he just didn't have didn't have a very good year last year. Neither did your boy Odubel Herrera, uh, but he's probably pretty safe at center field, especially after not starting on opening day and he, Gabe Kappa really catching the ire of the fans. Yeah. Uh, then you get to Sunday. He's was, at bat right now. He is at bat now. <laughs> Bottom of the, of the fifth inning, two outs, called strike on the inside. We get to Sunday. Phillies lose 6-3. to three. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was an overmanaged game, even though a lot of players came out of the bullpen for the Phillies. Because it was Jake Arrieta's first start. He pitched four innings. He threw a lot of pitches. 
Then there was a little bit of specialization that came into play, which I don't know if you necessarily, with the quality of bullpen, need to be really flaunting that you want to do, especially when you go right into a three-game series against a Cincinnati Reds team that has come out hot so far. Um, obviously, now they're into the bullpen. It's the bottom of the fifth inning, so we haven't really seen too much of that of that uh, potential overuse, but we'll see how it goes. They play the Reds this week. People they, are bundled up like they're at an Eagles game right now. Yeah, that's the one thing I did want to mention, too. Like, Both games I went to, it was sun, it was sunny out on Thursday and Sunday, but it was, I mean, it was 50 degrees on Thursday, it was 45 yesterday, and it was windy. For those that have ever been to the South Philadelphia Sports Complex, it is pretty windy in general. It's the reason why the Eagles have windmills on top of the on top of the link. But um, I mean, Ashburn Alley, which is the the concourse out in center field, was terrible. It was a wind tunnel, yeah. and the only it was the only place the sun shines on a day game. On a night game, you can kind of get some into the below, you know, behind infield territory. But um, yeah, it was tough standing out there and. At least on Thursday, because it was a little warmer, you could stand in foul territory where the sun wasn't shining, and you'd be fine because you're protected from the wind. Yesterday, the wind was coming in a little bit more from the north, so it was kind of hitting you a little more. It was a little brutal there. Uh, but, yeah, tough loss, too. But, you know, I, I'm still pretty optimistic for the Philly season. They play the Reds at home this week. Uh, they get Thursday off to fly down to Tampa, where they will play the Rays. Then they go back to Atlanta, where they started the season. Uh, so, Really getting a lot of uh, time down there. Uh, but probably good for them get some warmth, and then they'll be home to face Pittsburgh. But we'll talk about Atlanta and Pittsburgh next week. I mean, any other Phillies that you think I missed? Um, or anybody that you've been frustrated with? I'm never frustrated with the Phillies. No. I told you, I'm an incredible homer. You are an incredible homer. We meant, you know, we haven't even mentioned Reese, Love who him. hits the absolute shit out of the really, ball. He has a really cute dog. Okay. Uh, yeah, always with the the good comments. Check there. that dog out on Instagram. It has its own Instagram, it's right? So cute. Like it's a, he has, it has his own account. Yeah, right? it's because his name is Rookie, and it's like Life of Rookie, yeah. and he's really cute. Yeah. At least he's not uh not projecting any possible teams he wants to go to, like Bryce Harper. Yeah. You know this? Bryce no. Harper's dog's name is Wrigley. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. Um. Yeah, but no. He's from Vegas. A, Where does that come from? I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I mean his parents probably aren't from Vegas originally. I don't think really anybody that's from Vegas is from Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you're born there, which Harper might have been. It's uh, like a Mormon. Yeah, I mean that's irrelevant. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, you know we, you know, so we take the bias hats off. But you know ah, that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you're always biased. So, but we move on. Fan favorite segments. Always fun to talk about. We mentioned Shake Shack, which is at the Wells Fargo Center, but talk about some great snacks at baseball stadiums. I, when I went down to the Phillies, uh, went to Bulls Barbecue on Thursday, went to just the regular old hot dog stand, got the Italian sausage. Always great pick, great beer selections too at Citizens Bank Park. But let's talk about other stadiums and some food that stick out to us. Wait, can I just go back to something really quick? Okay. This is important. Important, important news. Speaking of Bryce Harper, because I googled to see if his family was really from Las Vegas. Okay. Which I investigative didn't, journalism here. Yeah, this is it's hardcore Wikipediaing, which I didn't find out. But he has a custom Mercedes 
that instead of the Mercedes symbol, okay, he has the Washington National symbol on it. That's actually like pretty the cool. The W. Yeah, that's actually the Walgreens W. Yeah. Yeah. In a glowing bat enclosure in the trunk. That's pretty cool. I just wonder. So if hashtag any, baseball. Guy. If anyone sees a Mercedes driving around with a curly Washington W, that's Bryce Harper. So when so if he leaves the Nationals, what's he gonna do with it? I don't. I don't give it, it to some. He can probably change the logo. He's probably has, this is from like years ago, so it's probably gone by now. But great job. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to stadium <laughs> snacks. Emily, what do you got for me? So, I work at a company that provides a lot of the food for baseball stadiums, and on every floor of our office, we have, like, TVs that have news on them, mm. and I've been seeing for, like, a week that stadium food was featured in Food & Wine magazine. Like, oh my god. So, I decided that I would look it up. Shout out Gail. She's not there anymore. She's not a food and wine anymore. Really? No. Oh, man. But, so what I wanted to talk about at the stadiums was the tacos. Okay. Lots of tacos. Actually, all eight of Aramark's ballparks got new tacos this year. So, I'm mostly interested in Philly. We have smoked brisket tacos. I don't know if you've had them. Did not have them. But my favorite taco that I would be interested in would be in Pittsburgh, which is a bread in Nashville hot chicken taco, Ooh. which I'm very into. There are also barbecue brisket tacos in Kansas City, chicken and purple slaw in Denver, Korean beef tacos in Toronto. Another thing that Toronto has is this is like my all time. This is like my like last meal on earth sounding thing. Rosemary scented waffles stuffed with pulled pork, cheese curds, and maple baked beans topped with mole sauce. You love mole sauce. I do you love, love mole. mole sauce. I discovered mole from that blue apron we made. I had never had it before. Food preparation meal thing. What? Oh, no, no free ads. No oh free ads. God. They and just got one. They're only one. <laughs> okay. Only one. I, I called out DraftKings earlier in the pod, too. Yeah, but we talk we talk about that okay. enough on this. And, oh, pulled pierogi hoagie. All right, well, while you look up other ones, <laughs> I'm going to give one special tribute to you and your favorite food group. But also to Cheese? keep... No. Ice cream? Th- yes. <laughs> to stay with a cold theme. Way to, way to really uh, bury the lead there. <laughs> Out in Seattle, they have a... Ice cream sandwich company called the Frozen Rope. Ooh. Yeah, and they got... The picture that's shown here is a chipwich, which for those that are unaware of it, it's an ice cream sandwich that the bread, if you will, is is a chocolate chip cookie. Inside with the ice cream are Fruity Pebbles. So it's like ice cream mixed with Fruity Pebbles, like Cold Sun style? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like mixed in there almost mm. as if it's like, like, a, like cookie dough, it's... I guess Fruity Pebbles dough or Fruity Pebbles Crunch, whatever the hell you want to call it. Okay. Uh, but it looks incredible. I mean, we've talked about Seattle a ton, and even on Thrillist's list, they just Ooh. listed all of their food. Um, but we've talked about the the fried grasshoppers, which uh, my cousin Pete has had before, and said is you got to try it at least once. But I mean, you can't beat a lot of the food that you find at ballparks, and it's become. Just like craft beer making its way into sports stadiums, all you know, craft 
snackery, if that's a word, um, has become you know a, a big part of it too, and it's incredible to see. And I love it. We love food. We do love food. Uh, we do use our weekly food meal prep kit thing. Um, if you want us to give you more shout outs, either give us some stock or a little bit of an advertisement. Or just some free the boxes. Beak. Wet the beak a little bit. Um, but we would normally do a beer corner, but like we said, Manny D is out, and that's usually his big segment. He did promise that because he got called to do some household duties that he would write a beer corner coming to you on Tuesday night. Uh, if you are listening to this on Tuesday, look out for that. If it's not on the website, thunderbugsports.com yet. It will be up soon. My hockey preview, just a little bit of housekeeping, will be up tonight, Monday night. So it's up now if you're listening to this. But we move on to the other fan favorite segment, the Bleacher Creatures. For those new to the program, these are the wild fans that we see across sports. We normally like to keep it within the realm of baseball, but we sometimes cross over to other sports, especially now with the playoffs coming in both hockey and basketball. You get a lot of nuttos out there. Uh, but we're going to stay in baseball today. It sounds like we both have a couple. Uh, Emily, do you want to start? Sure. So mine isn't actually a, like a fan in the stadiums per se, but I saw this on Twitter and I was laughing hysterically, so I wanted to talk about it. Okay. Um. So the U.S. Olympic men's curling team, the five of them threw out the first pitch for the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins? Yes, Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins opening day. And if you don't know... The men's curling team, like, came out of nowhere, like, zero to hero to win the gold medal at the Winter Olympics. Yes. I assume they're probably, a lot of them are from Minnesota. And there's a gif of all five of them throwing pitches to members of the Twins, and I think only one of them throws it well. Like, the guy on the left gets it there, and then the catcher for the second guy has to duck out of the way because the guy from the middle has, like, shanked it so far to the left. And then the fourth guy just rolls it like a bowling ball. So they hit the net one out of five times. And, like, they're all just, like, covering their head. Like, it's just really funny. That is pretty funny. Jordy's going to post the tweet so everyone can see the gif. If you're listening to this on the actual page, just scroll down a little bit. If you don't... If you're listening to this on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts, uh, go onto the site. We usually put a post up as well with a lot of the links so you can find images or GIFs and whatnot, so this will be on there. Um, building off of that, on the, at the White Sox, speaking of Olympians, Kendall Coyne, shout out Berkshire, threw out the uh, first pitch over the weekend, and hers is pretty unique as well. She is a women's Olympic hockey player who also won the gold medal over Canada. And she put the baseball down. She didn't actually throw it with her arm. She threw it with her stick, shot it, a little wrister, right into the glove of whatever White Sox player was catching the uh, the first pitch. So, uh, you know, basically tape to tape, I guess tape to leather. Uh, but pretty talented there. But that's not my bleacher creature. My bleacher creature, I mentioned it before, are the fans of both the Phillies and the Mets during the Facebook Live game. Um, so originally I had said that I, I'd liked the presentation of it and then I read a little more about this and a lot of people were upset that I guess it got blacked out for TV if you you know, have you pay to watch your out of town team whether it's on MLB.TV or wherever uh, I guess that got blacked out because it was on only Facebook um, 
Some people enjoyed it. I, I saw a couple comments that they showed. Obviously, the producer's going to pick out the good comments, not mm-hmm. the bad ones. Some, though, it was like it was interactive of saying there was a play where Reese Hoskins turned and the Mets thought he might have stepped out of the baseline, so Mets manager Mickey Calloway went and asked the umpires. They showed that to kind of help with the narrative. A lot of this is starts off of them bashing the you know John Cruck and uh, and Cliff Floyd and and you know whether you're one side or the other and then it started just becoming this complete trash talk fest as you might find on most social media sports threads whether it's on reddit twitter facebook wherever uh but it it becomes a a virtual bleacher creature uh conundrum of just mayhem one guy puts up just a, a screenshot of it on twitter and goes this is going just swimmingly uh, but the other one, kind of keeping with the cold theme, are all the fans. You mentioned them at the Phillies game uh, and, and pretty much everywhere that are bundled up cold. But some of them, and this happened at the Mets against the Phillies, and I saw it yesterday, are consuming the cold products we were talking about, whether it be ice cream or I saw a lot of people with some water ice, some Rita's. Uh, how the hell are you consuming water ice when it's 45 degrees? I had a cold beer, you know, from the makers of Eagles Beers. It was the the giant beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in a blue can. You might have heard of it, um, but I could barely drink. I mean, it's water basically. It's but it's it's sitting in the ice bath, so it's basically. I'm surprised it wasn't a block of beer that I had to would have had to carve off and eat the shavings. Um, I mean, like like it was like it was actually water ice, but. Those are ones I wanted to mention. I did forget to mention at the top, too, because it's along on my uh, little list of MLB fans uh, on Google. Uh, we are down. So Rob Manfred has come out with all these different uh, rules of trying to speed up the game. The average time in a week and a half is down six minutes per game. I don't think that's really changing the world, but I guess it's helping his narrative uh, one big change to the rules is the amount of noun visits that you get throughout mm-hmm. a game. Some of it is a little finagled of what constitutes a mound visit. But there are now counters at the stadium, just like how we how we have the pitch clocks that are in between at-bats and as uh, it's coming back from, from TV breaks and whatnot. So we'll see, you know, if it really keeps – if the pace of play really does continue to stay at this lower pace comparatively to 2017 – um, I think, you know, if you want to really get the younger crowd into it, I don't think making the game faster is necessarily going to do it without really sacrificing the product, um, which is really the, the big the big thing when you talk about this. I think you just need to do, probably in the way of the NBA, of really getting your players in the forefront of, of being sort of the face of it, whether it's having a, you know, whether you love them or hate them, a LeBron or a Steph Curry type, figure that everybody loves and i don't know if aaron judge is that or if it's bryce harper or mike trout hopefully it's mike trout because he's pretty colorful as a player and, and everybody seems to like him judge i think can be that but he's just so goddamn young um sorry greg <laughs> um, but yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't know do you have do you have a thought on that no not really all right i thought you know i'd try to include basketball so I thought maybe you could, i know i know i thought maybe you could throw your two cents in there um, update on this Phillies game. It's 5-5, and I think we're on to another pitcher who did pitch yesterday, Adam Morgan. 
Not the biggest fan. He got shelled yesterday. But looking ahead to next or the rest of the week, we talked a little about the Phillies and what they have going. Um, do you have any series that you're looking forward to? Not particularly. Not particularly. Um, so a couple, at least. My mind is going to be completely contained in another direction in a week. Well, yeah. I'm going to be pl- consumed. Yeah, the playoffs for hockey start on Wednesday. Basketball starts on Friday, or do they all start Saturday? They start Saturday. They all start Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so including the Sixers, yes. who have locked in home court. They have. Either the three or the four seed. Um, during this week, we have a couple good series going on. Obviously, the Phillies are playing the Reds. Not the best series out there. Uh, the Houston Astros are playing the Twins, which should be pretty good. The Twins coming off to an okay start. Um the Padres are out in Colorado, so an interesting one there. Um, but that, I mean, the Brewers and the Cardinals is probably the best if you had to if you had to rank it, just because those are teams are both that are both uh, hot picks to be potential uh, challengers to the NL Central throne of the Cubs, and a lot of people picked one or the other for the wild card. But that's during this week. Looking at the weekend. Uh, the one that I'm probably going to go with is the – I'm going to go with the Angels and the Royals as one to look out for just because Shohei Otani's back on the mound and, and the Royals aren't off to the best start. So we'll see how he does against them. Uh, but probably in the NL, the one you really need to look out for, we mentioned it before, the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks. This time it's in L.A. The first game of that series on Friday night – the matchup is going to be Zach Greinke versus Rich Hill. Maybe not the best start starting pitching matchup of the night as Garrett Cole will face Cole Hamels. I love Cole Hamels. Yes, you do. Former Philly. Of course you do. <laughs> it's true, though. It's, um, it's really bad. Yeah, it's true, though. I love the Dodgers. Why? Chase Ollie plays for them. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for us. Emily, do you have anything else for me? Not unless you want to let me talk about basketball. Well, that's coming. The uh, that's a good point. We should bring that up. That's going to come. I think on Thursday. We're going to try. We're going to try. We've so got to get Marion. Yeah, we have to get Marion, Emily's girls on hoops co-host. But for those that have been re- uh, listeners and readers, but mainly listeners, you might remember Emily and I did our NBA preview at the beginning of the season, where we picked over unders, where we thought teams were going to get seated. And judging on how I think we both have the Sixers at like five and six, we're already wrong in some capacity. Yeah, we're d- I might have. I think I took the over, but I don't know. I got yeah. We both took the over for wins, but I think we took the over for a lot of teams. We, too many teams. Too many teams, like for it to mathematically make sense. Yeah. So this is gonna be really funny and listening to how wrong we were. And I got a little tipsy on wine during it, yeah. so yeah, it really I think, went off the rails. I think we did the, the end. did we do the East second? Uh huh. Yeah. So we by the time we actually were getting had our bias hats on, you were. A little over the moon. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. If we do do it Thursday, obviously, stay tuned on the social media and you'll you'll see all of that there. That's what we're aiming for, so look out for it. Dropping on Friday, so you get a full day to, to get our thoughts on the NBA playoffs, how wrong we were on each team. So we'll, we'll quickly gun through the, the losers that didn't make the playoffs. We can say that now that the Sixers are, are back in the playoffs again. So in the playoffs. So in the playoffs. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us. Emily, thank you. Thank you for coming out of the pen. 
Out of left field. Out of left field. Yeah, I mean, more ways than one. It's 19th inning. 19th inning. <laughs> Jeez. It's only week two. We can't, we can't sell Out of left field in more ways than one. Yeah. Like well, when I talked about Reese Hoskins' dog. Well, no, that's that's important commentary. This is why this is why Girls on Hoops resonates with so many people. Spitball in here. Yeah, you know. We have a lot of good ideas. A lot of baseball ahead of us. The playoffs for both sports. Yeah. Again, stay tuned or watch out for the uh, NHL blog that's coming out in Matt's Beer Corner, along with a lot of other great blog content on thunderblogsports.com. Follow Thunder, me on Twitter. Follow Emily on Twitter, third and girl. There are underscores as the spaces. On both sides of the and. Yes. That's a good way to put it. I like it. I'm Jordo9, and we are ThunderBLG on the Tweetors. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Obviously, ThunderBlogSports.com. ThunderBlogSports.com. Because I messed up the blogs at Blurg. 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 <laughs> but that'll do it. Emily, thank you again. This is a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you later. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.